Hockey Town celebrated three championships in seven years, and rarely has someone so tough played so pivotal a part. McCarty draws, McCarty in, McCarty scores! A magnificent goal! Darren McCarty! Show that play. Larry Arno, I love you, but you're a mess. I, I am a mess. I'm a work in progress, I guess you could say. Work in progress, yes, on a Wednesday night, 7.08 on this, 7.10. All you smokers out there and tokers, happy 7.10, which is the in the marijuana world. Yes, Billy, that's why you're looking me in the eyebrow, because you are... And you don't indulge, but we'll get to that. But uh, it's seven ten, right? July tenth, so that's like four twenty half. So it's like seven ten. So if for any of you out there, instead of the flower, which is right, the cannabis that the flower that people smoke in joints, right? Now you see them the dab rigs and the pens and the bait pens. Well, that's the concentrate. So it's their day. Four twenties for the flower. All right, that's a little bit. Hey, just a little bit, a little inside information here on Grind Time with Darren McCarty. If you haven't tuned in before, welcome. And if you have, welcome back. Uh, big show today. I'm excited. Uh, joined as always by my co-host, uh, Perry Vellucci. Actually, you're just a co-host because you actually performed well in this last week. Well, thank How are you, you doing, Perry? I'm doing good, Mac. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, on the uh, ones and twos, uh, being uh, McCool's uh, running security, I love it over there. But Jesus, thanks for joining us today, buddy. Oh, we no, got the big E. No problem. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to talk. Well, no problem, thank you. <laughs> no, see, just so you know who's running the ones and twos. Bam Bam's up north golfing with his boys, trying to lay the schmack down on uh, some candy asses. So uh, we're there. Um, as if you're watching this on uh, Facebook Live, uh, you will see my guest, uh, gentleman across kitty corner for me uh, in the silky, silky white, smooth, foxy, Jimmy Page style. You're going, hey, you went from Keith Richards to Jimmy Page. Are you Keith Page? Uh, Can I call you Keith Page sure. now in, in, in this next Keith. rendition of Grinder? You can do that. Maybe? Yeah, why not? Jimmy Richards? Nah, nah Keith Page. Nah. Keith's your name. Anyways, Bill, Billy Reedy from... Uh, Obviously, Nova Driver, Walk on Water, a little band called Grinder, um, and just my buddy. So uh, we're gonna uh, obviously uh, we're gonna talk about telling you, um, you know, uh, true reality of life, guys, is uh, that we lose people. Um, the unfortunate thing is, and uh, I, before I continue, I want to just send a heartfelt shout out to uh, Greg Johnson, former teammate, his family. Uh, yeah, uh, another pro athlete that took his own life. Uh, I played with Johnny uh, my first year. Uh, great guy. Um, he had some concussion problems, some injury problems, and it was just too much for him, I guess. And that's the sad thing. And, and as much fun as we all have, the reality of life is there. And, uh, you know, uh, I know that uh, the NHLPA, uh, as I've said before, is in the midst of a trial that by June 2020 uh to bring the test glenn healy and the nhlpa to the forefront so hopefully if there's something with the concussions or the ptsds or whatever it is lifestyle who cares i don't care about why it's just we're here and 
uh, I don't, uh, it just saddens me that stuff like that happens. So, I mean, what, what do you do? I got to address it because it's life. And in that, um, you know, it's coming up on 20 years since I lost my dad and Billy just had the 10 year anniversary. You, you losing the chief. And if, uh, any of his, uh, out there, uh, no Reedy Saloon, which used to be around the corner from uh, Tiger Stadium, where the old chief, uh, where Billy used to sling burgers there all day long. And uh, you know, uh, you know what a great time. We're gonna get into that. And uh, also, another it's special today too because uh, I got Tim Flambeau. Now, if you don't know anything about Tim Flambeau, Tim Tim is actually one of very, very few civilians in this country that has security clearance because he works at MacDill Air Force Base and he's one of my golf buddies down in Clearwater, Florida. So he's from Dearborn and uh, he's seen me back and forth down there for six years. So he's seen, you know, I'm going to get into it with him a little bit uh, in, a, in a bit, but he's seen the evolution of me, um, you know, from going down to write the book, still drinking, you know, we used to enjoy Timmy. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit. Uh, Flambeau and I is because we have this Sunday golf match, right? The with the International League, it's called down in Florida at uh, Clearwater Country Club. Uh, all the you clowns down there. I'm coming back. I'm and 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 Queener. What are you talking? You're a 30 now. Ross is still a 21. Charlie's a 23, probably. So, how's Georgie playing? Georgie's uh, playing well. Is he? Yeah. Wow. See, the boys, they need me. I got to get back there. But anyway, so Flambeau, and we used to sit that, sit, sit uh, a few of us and, and drink a few pitchers after our Sunday rounds. But it'd be the, that would be always the day. But just over time, you know, being, uh, being down there, we developed friendship. So Timmy worked. You're the, the graphic. What is your official title there at McDill? The uh, official graphics uh, POC. For U.S. Central Command. What's POC? The personnel in in charge. Yes, like he's the man. Like so, explain that you have this security. Like you're not a military guy, but you work in the highly. I create all graphics for U.S. Central Command. Yes, but so I can't talk about exactly no. what I do. No, he 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 is in, he draws and, and and creates and and illustrates. He's an illustrator, right? Correct. Correct. Graphic designer. Graphic designer, so the graphic design, but but anyways, who cares about any of that secret stuff anyways, what I like to know is the stuff that, like, my man here is, I've gone to a couple of the, what what's the, coalition, every year. Coalition night. What's it called? Coalition night. Coalition night, which is, which is every year, will Six, you explain it? 60 countries that are represented at, at U.S. Central Command from uh, around the world that are there, they clear out a hangar. And they set up tables, and they serve food and drink from their respective countries. It's awesome. And you couldn't get McCarty away from Mongolia. <laughs> no, dude, I crushed it, dude. And I went the first. I was still drinking the first year I went, and then the next year I wasn't drinking. But it was still as much fun because of the food from all over. But you couldn't get me out of Mongo, for sure. For sure, Mongolian and man, the Korean and everything there was was good. But one thing that really, really kind of taught me about what Darren is all about is I introduced him to the commander of U.S. Central Command, uh, General Joe Votel and his wife, and took a picture of him. And then after the picture, I look over 
and, and Darren is standing over there with his arm around Mrs. Votel. And I said, what were you talking to Mrs. Votel about? He says, well, I told her, I said, I know what wives go through with their men being gone for long periods of time, and I really appreciate what you're doing for the general. The support system, wow. and I speak truly of it. Billy, you can even attest to that with Lisa that, you know, the... I, uh, you know, and that was, what was that? Like four years ago, five years? Yeah. Four yeah. Years ago. But, but, um, you know, expressing the, th I think with grind time, you know, uh, Nick asked me earlier, you know, what is, you know, what is your mission statement? What is grind time about? And it, you know, to me, it's about people and it's about understanding things maybe that I didn't really get when I was younger, but understand it now, how important maybe I, because I was looking so much focus on me, me, me trying to get to where I needed to get and to stay where I needed to get and to get that money and to get these championships and you forget along the line. And I know that, you know, like the, you know, people usually the closest to me get the brunt of it. So to be able to have a second chance and to be able to come back and to be able to be not only introduced, um, I guess guys out there, if you want to say something to somebody, especially if it's, a positive thing no matter who they are don't be afraid because i think that what what i've learned is just you know if people start being a little bit nicer to each other or just care a little bit more or concerned um that's where it starts so encourage well it's just it's yeah, the courage uh, i think i think the biggest thing and i always you know tell people don't worry it's a progress thing but when anybody thinks about you it's none of your business right and and i can say it all day long now and also, too, say that coming from a place in the past that I was absolutely the people pleaser, the opposite word about everybody thought, right? So just the fact to be able to come full circle and say, okay, now I see, and it's just not because it's the command, but at this moment, and I'm sure it led in because we were having a conversation, but you never know who you're uh, going to meet. That leads me then to... I ran that to you like that. I ran. I said this, told the story last week, but I was geeking out in the media tent at the golf thing because I ran into John Feinstein, and then I and he knew who I was. Yeah, so I and that's the golf one of the big golf uh, historian reporters and stuff. So I got I got a question for Tim. So Tim, you know, and Billy, we've all been there with Mac in the drinking days and then the non-drinking days for almost four years now. I mean, is this? How nice is this, Mac, to be around, you know? I mean, so so much better. Uh, I think the hardest thing for me to watch, Mac was playing for the, the uh, club championship. And the club championship is is uh, 36 holes in one day. And in between nines, he came in, and I think you had three shots of tequila. And then you, I was still, too, I was, and you still had your beer in the cart. Yeah, I know. It was ugly. and you lost uh, you lost the club championship. I did, which you could have just easily won. Yeah, but no, I mean, no, no, it is. But it's it, it's also one of those things is that I didn't deserve. You know what I mean? Like, like I get that's the greatest. That was one of the greatest things for me though is to lose that because you because learned from something that. that I can't. Well, it was just that you're not where you want to be or you can't be where you want to get to, and and. I'm not going to say because I lost the club championship it made me quit drinking because that's not <laughs> no, it at no, all. No. But the person that I wanted to be, the golfer that I want to be, the 
you know, was, it definitely was getting in the way. So, you know, it, it's really important that people know that, that they're, the guys liked him who threw everything that I was down there, even the first time, even through writing the book, through coming back and, and back and forth. It's like, guys always been there, you know, as, as a big, sort of as a big brother and just sort of, it was, a, it was, that's why I tell everybody that when you surround yourself, because, you know, the golf course was my, you know, sobriety, my, my, I could go out with a guy and it didn't matter. And it was at the point, and Billy, I know that you've struggled with this too, is that it is, is that it, but at the, at the point I didn't want it. So it didn't matter who was doing it. And it was the greatest thing because I was good with myself. I had to have my coffee or, you know, in the 80 degree weather or whatever like that. But, uh, it's, it's one of those things that the hope, get back up. I always say it. If you fall down, you get back up. It's so, you know, I mean, all of us in here are human beings. So just the fact to be able to, to talk about that and, and yeah, and it's still, that still bothers me. And it's probably because of who I lost it to, too. <laughs> that, that really burnt. Uh, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but it, live and learn. Right. Living, anything changed at the golf course? No, it's still the same crummy course. <laughs> I love it. It's Bushwood. Six carts. Everybody's got their own cart. It's a country club. It is. It is. It is. It's Bushwood Country Club. So, Billy, I got you here tonight, obviously. Uh, Grinder and, um, you know, where are we at with that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There, I just asked. There you go, guys. Okay, I just yeah, asked so, Billy Reedy, yeah. the guitarist of Grinder, where are we at with Grinder, and he said, "I don't know," which to me means, uh, what, what do you got in mind? We hear something, then yeah, okay. So, so right now, the, what I've heard is Billy's earmuffs have been taken off. His headphones have been taken off. He's actually I picked up a guitar, and I actually saw Vince ripping uh, Van Halen the other day yeah, in his bass. <laughs> oh yeah, so Vince, yeah, Vince Mateus, the uh, my uh, uh, rhythm player in uh, Grinder. We might have to. I might have to. There's a couple good Van Halen songs I think we should do just so he can rip some solos. God, have you heard David Lee Roth sing lately? Is it bad? <sighs> Brutal. I mean, it's like he's turned into this thing that is like post. And I, I, it's like he can't do the jumps anymore, but he still tr like twirls and like. Oh, it's just, <laughs> Where did you, you see him? Oh, YouTube, man. Oh, no, I'd rather YouTube your your chef Billy D's. Uh -oh. I'll tell you what, Billy <laughs> Mac. When are we get an invite? Because it's getting frustrated just oh, you, watching the plates. What are you talking? I see the. I, I see told him not to invite you. Oh, I, okay. Those well, are that good. Makes, I mean, that, <laughs> what do you think? I come right over so he's after. Just, he's just teasing me with the plates, and seeing the pictures of the plates. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. I love what? What? What is? Uh, speaking of, all right. Let's let's ask you this. What's one of the favorite? What? What's one of the things? Because I noticed that you're you're cooking different things. Is there something that you've found that you enjoy cooking that you never thought you would? Uh, or is there a dish that you keep keep trying to hone, make it your own? I make a wicked chicken pot pie. Chicken pot from, pie. From scratch. From scratch. See, that's what I'm talking yeah, about right there. Grand time with Darren McCarty. Billy Reedy and a chicken pot pie from scratch. That's a seller. I got to think because I, I know. Uh, well, I, I, see, I see you've been like stepping out. Like, you know what I well, mean? No, like what? I, I did uh, chicken marsala. Yeah. That was, that was a first adventure. My mother-in-law, and by the way, she, she had heart surgery today. Oh, Lisa's mom. I was at Beaumont all day today, uh, up until about well, uh, five o'clock, and everything 
went, went perfect. Good. Good. Prayers, Good. Out, prayers out there to... It's uh, like, a, like a theme for me coming on the show. We got Vince with this thing. And yeah. Well, but, uh, and no, then she's hopefully doing, she's doing great. it all works yeah, out, yeah, or yeah. it's all good. So that's. So, but uh, she is an incredible cook. Really, she, Italian. So I mean, the spread. The first time I, I went to the uh, Christmas uh, deal at Lisa's house, Lisa's parents' house, I was uh, the table this long, full of everything you can imagine. But, uh, so you went from from flipping burgers. Well, I when I. Uh, is that when you really started cooking? When you were working for your dad yeah, at the, at yeah. the bar? Yeah, there was. I, I remember being, she's fourteen, doing it, and and uh, on the big days they have the big either uh, opening day or what or right. parade day, and then at some point, <clears throat> I remember uh, that was like my summer job, is I would go down there and uh, especially uh, game nights, and I mean I would have the, the grill, I have thirty burgers going. By, by yourself? Myself, by myself. I'm about out 17 of here, years old. Just, uh, yeah, but uh, it was good. And then I, I, I cooked. A, uh, then there would be like, I, I'd do Saturdays when I was run, running the place. I, I'd go and open up and uh, just I'd bartend and run the grill, you know, because you, you wouldn't get a crazy amount of uh, business. One person could handle it on a Saturday afternoon game, you know, like one o'clock okay. game. So, in, but uh, I. Walk out of there, 150 bucks in tips, and you know whatever. It's kind of. You were happy as hell at that, that age. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, that was when I was about uh, 20 after oh, 25. Okay. But yeah. still, just you know, gets you gets you more hands on with the place and knowing what's going on, and you know. But uh, so that so the bar itself, Reedy's Bar, was that was uh, was that more just people coming in and having a drink before or after the games type of thing. Well, well, what was the alignment down there? There was Casey's. So, there was yeah. Reeves. So if you if you went from Tiger Stadium, yeah, uh, we were block and a half west. Yeah. So in that block, there was, we were on the corner of, of Rosa Parks in Michigan. Uh, the Maltese Club was next to us, then Casey's. Yeah. And then when we had left there, there was a place called Oblivion's. And I, I haven't been down to the avenue in a little bit, so I don't know if it's still there. Now on the other Dude, side, now it's oh. they got it's it's, oh, it's, it's a, a mini. Did you see the bar? It's like a law office now. I mean, it blew me away. Oh, yeah, I know, so, right? Yeah. Everything blows me away downtown. Have you driven downtown since not, you've been home? Not in a while. No, no, no I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff going up and, and a lot of stuff even from the last 20 years. You know, driving, when we, we used to um, come into the Joe, the closest, you know, party store for Chew or whatever is the one right across from the post, post office, office, office yeah. right next to Haas' subs. I was there two I weeks ago. I love Haas' subs. Yeah. Haas, what's up, bro? These subs are still awesome. Right down on the corner. But you drive, you know, anywhere sort of towards there and then start heading towards the ballpark, towards the freeways and stuff. I mean, it's all different. It's crazy, though. I, I, you know, my dad's been gone 10 years. He never would have thought of that because, you know, he had said at one point, he goes, you're – uh, two generations away from you will not see, you know, this this town come back to what it was, which, you know, there's there's things in that, but uh, it, the midtown and all the stuff. now. Would you think that ten years later, that from your dad saying that, because this is a man that grew up here, that that, that has seen was through the '68, through the riots, Billy Martin. You know, we're gonna get into a wild high and tight life and death of Billy Martin because your dad and Billy were buddies, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think he would have. No, that saw or projected or, or right to see what it is yeah, now. Yeah, no. Even with the stadium and and it just blows me away how quick 
everything is like i you know granted i've been away parts of six years back since december but it's still you drive around and it's like man when did this come out of good places you live it's uh something else i like i said i haven't been down there in a little bit uh i didn't go to uh i went to one preseason hockey game so i haven't been back since down there since then and i didn't i haven't gone to a baseball game I went to uh, <laughs> I went to two because the, the Boston Tigers were in town, so I had to go see a couple of, <laughs> couple of those guys Boston, play. I like that. Um, you know, Mac and I were coming over the bridge from Windsor the other day uh, last week, and I was telling them the story. When you come over the bridge, I remember coming over in the, the early evenings, and you could see Tiger Stadium lit up, mm-hmm. and that was just such a cool sight. And you knew the game was. Well, if you going got on. caught up on the bridge, right? You got caught up on the bridge. At least you could sort of like look in and like think you could watch the game or anything <laughs> like that. You know? Yep, yep. We used to. Uh, Perry's scared of heights, by the way. <laughs> Perry doesn't like up. driving over I knew the bridge. You'd bring that up. White knuckling motherfucker. <laughs> I'm dry, I'm like, what's wrong? He's in the middle of lane. I'm like, what's wrong? You're not gonna fall over. Let's take the tunnel. Weird. We were on the outside lane, and it was it was all blocked off to one lane. Whatever, go. Man, have you done the Mackinac Bridge? Uh, not in a long time. <laughs> he Perry drives a Yugo. That's not that's not good. <laughs> the Yugo blew off there yeah. before. <laughs> you know what I thought about the other day? Speaking of Mackinac Bridges, when we were in the Upper Peninsula, and the trailer came off the bus. Oh man, that's so. There's so many. You know, hey, yes, we. Were, I was up in. Uh, I was up in Sandusky. Wait, you can tell so many. We'll get in. You want to tell some grinder stories? So we're dry. We played first night. We played in Sault Ste. Marie. We actually played two nights at the uh, Satisfied Frog. Remember that? <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, nothing. it was like a, it was. Yeah. I bet you the place probably sat. Um, oh, I don't know, maybe a hundred. So we did two nights there. So the next show was in, in Houghton Hancock, and now it's it's like but 15 degrees. The bar, the, the, listen, the bar's in the worst spot because it's on the corner of this hill. Every which way is hills. You're on, <laughs> you're on the corner of this hill. I don't know what it was, but it was like, and then, and then we tried to park the trailer, and uh, we had more trouble with the goddamn trailer. The bus and the, <laughs> so we're, we're driving, and it's a two-lane highway, and, it's, and, it, and there's at least, I don't know, three, four feet of snow on each side, you know. And this car pulls up next to the bus driver, the, the bus driver and is like pointing like this. So we pull over and the trailer with all the gear in it un- un- unhooked from the, it didn't unhook, it actually ripped the whole. Yeah. Oh, ripped it, it all off. off. It froze. <laughs> it was froze and it ripped it off. About a mile and a half back. So we're driving back and I'm just going, oh God, I'm expecting to see trailer somebody run right into it or had you know had a yeah. collision with the car you know it it went you could actually <laughs> see the tracks where it just went off the side yeah. of the road and it looked like it like a landing like a space landing craft crash land it just it looked like somebody just took it off and left it there for a minute like <laughs> so nothing, like properly so nothing nothing broke nothing, everything was fine and we had, it was packed really well so the first the cops show up and he gets off like, oh, there McCarty evidence camera comes out they get a you know polaroid and uh it was a long time to polaroid <laughs> <laughs> so oh, oh, there, there, i mean there was, there's no cell phones even no there. right right no right yeah, yeah. thank but, god uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so we get a tow truck we tow the we we're only 45 minutes away from the show so we tow it back to get a welder a welder comes out he welds fixes the trailer and it's amazing. We're, See, we're, 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 it's amazing, you know. I, I, and I got so much love 
for this state and for these people and people from this state and other states and everywhere around. It's just because, you know, it's like you need a lending hand for something else and everybody's, you know, hey, I got a welder. My buddy is. And, you know, that to me, that's what life's about. Because, I mean, remember, life's good, but it ain't easy. And shit happens. I mean, you're you're halfway between the Sioux and Hancock Hoden and, and a welder. They just say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it for well, you. So somebody hooked it up and Unreal. fixed it, and we were on the way. To well, that's not the worst it. one, Billy, because weren't you on the bus when it caught fire? No, I was not. I was at. I was actually at work. Got the phone call. I went drove drove. To oh, the, you drove out there and help salvage. Well, no, I I, I got to the uh, practice place. Oh. And and Reed and and, and uh, Hyperman showed up with all our gear and everything. Was I read, fine. He was up in Sandusky, Tim. Does he? Mm-hmm. How's he doing? Tim and Cammy said to say hi. Oh, You're doing right good. good. What up, Hyper dude? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh God. See, the other one I thought about was we, were, we we went on a road trip. I forget where we were, but we ended up at the the new intersection in Grand Rapids because we had played the old one in the first the first year. Oh, that, that was yeah, awesome! That was I remember that, that show. That, that the show old crazy. intersection and there's no stage diving. But literally, the stage, the door to walk out, you had to walk outside, sort of, to get to the stage. Like, the stage was set. Like, it was just inviting you to stage dive. I think I did. A few times. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But it was awesome. So, on the start of the trip, I think we played Jackson first, and then uh, ended up, the last show was in Grand Rapids. And uh, one of our guys, Mark Gregg, he had two, like, looked like donut boxes, and they were brown. And he put them up in the, the overhead thing, and he had a, a cinder block and two pieces of PVC pipe. I said, what's that? He goes, you'll see. Okay. So after the show that night, we're out having our, our cookout, and uh, he, st- he brings out the cinder block, the PVC pipes, he's got about four-inch mortars. So now he's he's like he's he's lighting these things off and they're going off about forty feet in the air. Car alarms are going off. (laughs) Craziness. So this goes on all weekend. We get to Grand Rapids. Now the new intersection is like right next to like a freeway. And you're like right downtown Grand Rapids. So after the show he's he's rifling them off, you know, and and right downtown. Cop car pulls up. Two male two male cops get out and He's like, I got this. He goes out there. Oh, there we go. Uh, same thing. Broke the camera out of the trunk. <laughs> Pictures of him. He signs them. Ah, so we had about we had. About, see, guys, I'm bailing people out of trouble, <laughs> not just drapes for years. So, um, <laughs> so uh, Mark says to him, he says, hey, I got like five more. And the cops said, just go ahead, fire them off, and just you know, yeah. put an end to it. Five minutes later, another cop car pulls up, and Holmes over here goes, nah, I got it. Two female cops couldn't give a shit who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, chicks don't care. That's what we realized. I don't know that guy. <laughs> no, wow. I, I, we had some we had some good times. So like, like going back to your dad um, and Billy Martin, how did they how did they meet? If you, or how you, how does this So you have to go back to like I think it was nineteen sixty two. My dad got drafted at the age of twenty four somehow. He got drafted in the army. And uh, he gets on a plane, and there's probably four people on the plane. And he's sitting, he's sitting middle seat in his own row, nobody around him. This guy gets on the plane, comes and sits right next to him. You know, so they start talking. Turns out this guy's name is Art Fowler. And he just got traded from, he was a pitcher. He got, just got traded from, the, I think, the Cincinnati Reds 
to the California Angels, and he was going he was going to go home first in Spartansburg, South Carolina. So they end up spit, splitting a bottle of whiskey together on the plane. My dad's going to the army; mm-hmm. he's going home for a few days. They keep in correspondence. Move up to uh, I think 1967. Uh, Art. Tells my dad, he goes, I, I, I just, I'm a pitching coach with the Denver Bears, and that, and the manager's Billy Martin, so Art was Billy's pitching coach. Two years later, he uh, Billy becomes the manager of the Twins, and Art's his pitching coach. So he would come to town. First time I was I was born in '70. First time that Billy Martin met my mom, she was pregnant with me. Wow. So, and then in '71, Billy becomes the manager of the Tigers. Does that come my, with them? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my dad called that the two hardest years of his life. <laughs> two hardest years of his life that <laughs> Billy came the, here? Oh, because, well, yeah, because they go out. You know, they go to Lindell. Yeah. Coach House. Uh, the gas Lindell AC. Tim, you ever been there back in the day? No. Oh, that was a good spot. <laughs> that, was, that was the sports bar. I mean, to walk in there, reminded, oh. it was almost like walking into Roma Cafe, but of sports. Mm-hmm. Instead of time. Politicians and stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so they, you know, I remember, uh, you know, I would go with them to, to you know, sitting at the, at the Lindell, you know, I'd, yeah, be, okay. I'd, I'd be drinking a, a milk or a Coke. Oh, or yeah. I, had, I had a milk with Frank Howard at the, at the Lindell. <laughs> Big Frank. Big Frank. Hondo. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, and then Billy got fired here and he went to Texas and, uh, a couple years in Texas and then the job opened up the Yankee job. And then you know you know where it all goes from there. Mm-hmm. You know they get they get swept in the '76 World Series, win the '77 Series, and then uh, you know with the whole Reggie thing and, and well, him and Reggie were good buddies, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy! Yeah. Oh. Nah, no, not at all. Yeah. Wild, high, and tight: the life and death of Billy Martin. That hey, it's, it, that's it. Hey, it's going to be a thick read. Real, real quick, uh, Mac, uh, Teresa Solomon is saying good morning from Australia. Oh, good day, mate. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Teresa, for joining us. And then Kyle Krug is saying hey. he, he checked in. He's checking in from Mexico City right now. All right, you deserve that, kid, you That's poor a, yeah, bastard. Yeah. Whenever Hollywood. you will, you want to come in for a hug, kid, I'm giving out free <laughs> hugs to the Krugers. That's a tough one for yeah. them if you don't. If you remember, Kyle's the father of Tori, number 47, Sparty. Boston seven for Boston, but he'll be back. He had great playoff. Great to get to know the family. So um, they'll be back, and I don't feel bad. He's in Mexico. No, and then Steve uh, Shannon's going. Uh, what about the singing at the post bar? Didn't it start all there? It actually that's a great call, but uh, it actually started uh, back with the Hitmen over at home in Leamington back when I was eighteen or nineteen. Actually, Wait goes a to Jody Rafool and Bad Apples. Hitmen doing that, and then yeah, as what Steve's alluding to, he must have heard Jeremy back in the day. <laughs> that used to be, uh, yeah, before karaoke, there used to be D Mac Oki, and that used to be he'll wow. play a song the at, at, at the bar, jacked up, and uh, usually it was Jeremy. So, Steve, I do remember those days. Now they gave me a microphone and my own stand, <laughs> so we got that going for us. Yeah, which, by the way, that stand, which if anybody's not seen my guitar stand, it is a... Here, your mic stand. 
My mic's or yeah, my guitar stand. I don't have a guitar. <laughs> there you go. I keep fucking yeah, Billy. Be one. Stepping my in mic, Billy's My microphone stand <laughs> is a uh, transmission. Uh, Originally, we got it. You said it's a piston. And then you came walking in and it was a transmission. Was it was like, a <laughs> transmission, dude. I was hey, like, I, I've been lugging that thing from move to move. I've moved 13 times since I've been in the band. You know how many times that thing's gone on it's, a hole? It's a piston. No, it's a <laughs> I think it was more honest to say. He said, "Good God, what is that? <laughs> Good God, man, what are you trying to do?" Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just you know some of the crazy, crazy things, crazy times. I always think, you know, like you said. So, your dad's been gone ten years. Mine's mm-hmm. twenty. Um, I don't know how many times, and more so nowadays. There's things that maybe he taught me growing up or said to me growing up that just never even computed. And it's like, like now I'm doing a lot of things that I swore I would never do because my, because my dad did it. And, uh, you know, like I'm just, you know what my thing is now? I'm just my, my, I have, I have a house now, but my lawn, I'm that guy. (laughs) My buddy, my buddy, Rob, and I got an unbelievable neighborhood. No, I'm not telling you where I live. <laughs> I'd tell you, but the boss would get mad. Um, and she's destroying us. She just destroyed us. Uh, <laughs> right, honey? I didn't tell nobody nothing. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have let him either. <laughs> Anyways, Big Rob across the road, who's uh, um, he's sort of like the mayor, but he sets the precedent in the, in the lawn care. So I found myself... Uh, you know, I'll be up at if seven in the morning if I gotta get it cut to how it looks. And uh, but then I I worry about the front, and then if I can see the back, and and it just bothers. I mean, it's <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm that guy right now. You're that guy too, McCool. That's why you and I get along, buddy. It's just like it's. Plus, once, once you, know, you get going, you can't stop. Well, you can't because it's and and you know what? There's something about it because I used to bitch and moan about cutting my grass growing up or whatever, even though we, you know, we cut it to play in it all the time or whatever like that. But now it's like I cut it just to first, you know, the enjoyment of, of actually having a yard and, you know, for living in condos and different places for so long, it's, it really is something to have your, I never really appreciated that, you know, and coming from having, having things that you don't need to, to now having things that you know you enjoy, so yeah, my next, big, my next big thing is I'm looking for some some yard equipment. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna go with the uh, the what is it the two two stroke the zero turn zero, turn zero gravity turn. No, no, I think I might go with the stand up stand up because that thing flies. I'm watching these guys do these do all these grabs. I'm like, this thing looks sick. <laughs> so if anybody's got any Nick at uh DarrenMcCarty.com, anybody who, you know, maybe needs, got some advice on, uh, uh, you know, I know there's John Deere and there's, what else? Lawn tractors, Craftsman. Yeah. Craftsman, yeah. I think I got a Craftsman now. I'm, I'm bad because I got a rider, right? I got a Toro, but. Then uh, this is, this is a, coming from a guy that was oh. thinking a piston is a transmission. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. He wants to get on something that fast and moves and does everything. And have his, I not has, told you guys that I know blades. where the gas tank was? <laughs> right? Have I not said that? Now, I'm a huge, turned into a huge NASCAR. Shout out to uh, Alex Bowman and Justin Haley. Yeah. 
on the um, rain-soaking uh, Daytona, but a win's a win. Doesn't matter how you get them. Absolutely. A win is a win. What yep. were you going to say? I was just I, the, that whole day when you were on the, on the Detroit Grand Prix. Oh. <laughs> it's like, wh- okay, what? <laughs> yeah, really. Talk about a non-car guy. He, he he rides in the Grand Prix. Then a week later, he's the he's the Yeah, but I didn't driver. drive. I didn't have to. Well, I drove that, but it's only 55. Uh. I mean, I got some sick, uh, some sick pictures, too. I was this close from Photoshopping you driving the pace car at NASCAR with your elbow out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. Why didn't you? You're pretty good. Hey, you got, you do I'll have that. Do I'll still do it. Send it to you. As a graphic designer. Um, I think, Tim, you definitely have to do that. <laughs> It'd be uh, classic. Oh, absolutely. That's classic. So we're, uh, uh, so Tim's in town for the weekend. Is that what you're in for? Till Monday. Till Monday. Uh, we're going to play a little golf tomorrow over at uh, Dearborn. Um, but in case you don't have an opportunity, Perry, you know what? I got a place where you, you, Perry, or you out there. And I'm going to tell you about that place when you're done. Can go. Cattails Golf Club, 18-hole championship track in South Lyon. Former home of the LPGA Futures Tour. Michigan Amateur Qualifier and more. Two very unique nines. One unique golfing experience. Wetlands featured on the front. Hardwoods and native forests on the back. Range. Multiple practice areas, Perry. Multiple practice areas. Multiple practice areas, Perry. <laughs> Come on out to the course that the Grind Time family plays. Check out our Facebook page and for an exclusive offer to Grind Time fans that will get you 18 holes and a cart during the week for $25. Mention DMAC25 at Cattails. Thank you, guys. Uh, you guys went out last week. We took, uh, we took Damon Johnson, our guest from last week, uh, the, the guitarist from uh, uh, Brother Kane, Thin Lizzy, and Alice Cooper. Uh, we took Damon out. Our he he had a week. great time. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed it out there. Um, I found it's a lot easier to play when I'm not playing with you. I'm a little what? more. Uh, Wait, what are you talking about? I just, I are don't know. Going? My my swing was a little more freer, a little relaxed. I don't know. You know, maybe that encouragement we were talking about, that support. Um, wait, did we, were, wait, were you getting, were you getting your nuts toggled out there by the fellas or what was going on? No, I mean, no, no, was so no just, one was giving you, no one was kicking the dog, we, patting the dog. Oh, we were just, oh, we, you're we just, just out free, there having free a fun day, yeah, you having know. less stress, no stress. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't have to, what you're saying is that you don't like the on, on the course commentary while you're playing. No, I don't mind it. I just, no, no, you don't like the on the course commentary about you when you're playing. Tim, can you, can you, <laughs> I wanted to ask see, Perry if he had a Rock Hudson putt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it went a little this way, a little that way, but it was straight. Ah, no, <laughs> but it wasn't. Correct. Ah. <laughs> That's Rock Hudson. There you go. Um, there you go. Uh, Tim knows about, see, Tim playing with me, he knows the, the fact that I like to uh, uh, talk it up a little bit. In fact, there's, we have. The guys Embellish? we play with down there. We have the three. No. no, we have the three Stooges. We got Larry Moe and Curly and Uncle Charlie, Ross, old Ross Conklin and Georgie. Who's the club champ, by the way? Oh God, I can't remember his name, but Some, he, does, he doesn't look like a club champ. But he, oh, I, is it the guy that plays in American League? Uh, he's got a beat up old golf cart. Yeah, I think he plays in the American League. Uh, wears long pants all the time. In Florida, where's the yeah, um, But hell of, a, hell of a golfer. Yeah. 
It's consistent. Yeah, yeah. I know his name. It starts with a D. Uh, Dahl. Dahl, yep. Yeah. I, yep. Yeah. He came in right before I was going to leave. You could tell he's a good player. Who did yeah. he be in the finals? Uh, uh, Doc Fady. Oh, yeah? yeah. What? Wow. Doc Fady. Doc yeah. Fady. Doc, it's a D-Y, not an I-E. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trust me. Doc Fady, I'm, I'm not going to put doc, you in the easiest It was an honorable, it was an honorable degree. It's an honor, honorable degree, but he's, he's a chiropractor. Um, Tim, yeah, how, how fun is it when, he, when you're golfing with him and, you know, everybody's in their carts ready to go and there's Max still standing on the freaking tee box in the middle of the fairway holding a pose. And he's like, hey, Mac, uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm replaying this shot. And I'm like, yeah, you, how many times do you replay it? Well, this is slow motion now. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do. I, I've hit a few good shots in front of Tim before. I just remember we were going over to play golf before Coalition Night, which we always did. Yeah. And base. Miguel, which live, is like anybody around here. So think Selfridge times a thousand. Uh, <laughs> leaving from Seminole, and, and somebody asked Mac, uh, like, what's the benefits of smoking pot as far as you know <laughs> i think it was still talking on our way back home like nine hours later <laughs> on the benefits absolutely <laughs> exactly because yeah. the benefit the benefits are you know the good ones are good and the bad ones just go away yeah right and then uh, dana tomorrow uh has one of the few michigan licenses to grow pot it's good that's so, good. That's you know. as, and you know what? Speaking of that, as far as what I can see on the Laura front, um, what the regulations and everything's doing is that they've put the press on as far as seeing, you know, the applications and and start processing. So if if that's not true, let me know. But uh, it seems like there's more due diligence and making it more affable for you know that anybody can get in on a certain side. They seem to try to get their shit together. It seems right? like it, it's moving there's, there's, a little it's bit. Moving, yeah, it's it, moving forward at be, least. And it's always interesting to, to have conversations with people that are involved at different levels because it's all communication to the bottom line. You know, it, it's it's better way of life. Now, if you, it's an option, right? Just like anything else. It's the same as your diet, same as anything else. When you learn your body, your, you, you, you take care of your digestive system, so you should take care of your endocannabinoid system. You should learn, you know, if you're not going to eat sugar because you can't process it, well, then you should, you know, like it's, it's all about personal education. I'm not here to, I'm just here to tell you that if, not here to argue, but if you say, well, what do you mean by that? Send your emails. Perry at DarrenMcCarty.com dmacdarrenmccarty.com, nick at darrenmccarty.com. Send it to anybody at darrenmccarty.com. You might, you might actually find somebody, but we'll get back to you. But that's all it is. It's a conversation to not be afraid to say, hey, you know, there's something, something to this because, you know, not the, the people that have come forward. And then um, you see it. Seeing is believing it. Using is believing it. Um, I'm living proof why we're here, why I'm doing a grind time with Darren McCarty. Uh, you know, I see things, you know, cause here's the one thing guys, as you get healthier, right? No matter what, there, there's always going to be obstacles. You the, whatever your monster is, just always let them know that you know where they are. You see them, they can't hide on you. But the thing is, is that you, you can always move forward 
and get through it and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, right? Exactly. So, so my, one of the things with grind time with Darren McCarty is what I want to bring different things to people out there with this option. So one of these things is that I've attached the, that grind time with Darren McCarty sort of boat, uh, flag to are a few, I mentioned the cattails for the golf cause I'm in the golf. Well, if you're looking for CBD, right, which is the no hemp. So we're, t- we're talking about all hemp, no THC, which is THC free, which means they can ship throughout the country and is legal. I implore you to go to herbal active. That's herbal active with no E on the end.com. So it's, U-R-B-A-L-A-C-T-I-V.com. Put in the put in the code DMAC25 for 25% off. Now, what you have to do is look into the bombs. If there's the the one the things with the tinctures or the pills and stuff like that, helping with your sleep, helping with uh your anxiety, it's just taking the edge off is something to look into. Um that's why I also, too, is that I'll be announcing that I've actually um, attached my boat to one of these companies because for the sole purpose of coming out with my own uh, my own CBD biofreeze, right, which is which to this day that uh, my boys, uh, Riley Cote and Scott Parker and the body check with uh, just body check with with a K wellness is the one of the best out there as far as a topical rub michigan 2.0 if you can get it anywhere is is has thc in it but a small amount um which actually works too but the herbal active however you want to to try it, you look into it and you can always start slow but then you know the same reason is i'm coming out with a five milligram cbd gummy why so i can crush a thousand of them Really, it is. This is so I can, but I can also help people who want to slowly tiptoe into the cannabis world and not be afraid to because of the transparency. So that's all it is. Ask questions, you know, the people out there to to figure it out. But in the meantime, Herbal Active, it's absolute THC free. So that is the hemp that you hear about when you hear. Of of the hemp, that's the uh, the CBD without the THC in it. Now, when you just to let everybody know, when you see that 0.3 THC, that's just the activator because of the way that the cannabinoids interact with each other. So pretty much, it's like the doorman to the club. You on the list or you're not on the list, right? No THC, you gotta wait in line. It'll work, take a little bit longer. THC helps in your body, and these are things that. I continue to get educated on because smarter people than me tell me. Why? Because I ask questions. And that's all I do is ask, well, what do you mean by that? Or well, how can this? And, and if you don't believe me, just look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm living gosh darn proof. Timmy could, Timmy's seen me when I was 50 pounds heavier. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here at 210 today, have blood work, uh, health is as good as it's been in years to, to be able to go through different things. So guys, I'll, I tell you this because it can be done, right? That the, what I might have is one thing different than you. And that's willpower, like willpower to 
put my mind to something and not, and no matter what it takes. So it's it's just deciding what that is and trying to make it constructive. So anybody out there, you know, you too can do this. And, and I encourage you and implore you and one of the people that I've met along the way out there. Yesterday we were in uh, Russian 5 over in Windsor, which was uh, uh, the Windsor International Film Festival brought back uh, the Russian 5 as a, because of the People's Choice Awards. And it was a beautiful, beautiful night. You can check pictures out on, uh, I think on Instagram or uh, stuff like that. Which, by the way, uh, next Wednesday, DarrenMcCarty.com is going to go live. And guys, it is fucking awesome. Everything Darren McCarty, you need to know beyond this. Uh, I just saw it for the first time and I was blown away. So um, also too, let me uh, show you this as we're getting into it. If you can see this, this is Miracle Flow, guys. Miracle Flow. For all you mullet heads and all you hockey heads out there, we're going <laughs> to talk to Phil when he gets, uh, when he gets the uh, grind time with Darren McCarty, miracle flow going, but you sure as shit better believe I'm going to use this in the morning. I'm not going home to shower, but I will use this in the morning because it's all about the flow. I might have to get the mullet back, boys. You never know. Hey. You never know. My, my, my philosophy is if you haven't flaunted. It. That's it. Well, I mean, I guess so, Perry. You got no place to hide. Billy, we're going to have to get you... We're gonna have to get you the uh, Keith Page, the Keith Page. Uh, the get that shit listening. Get that shit listening. So, so ten years, dude. So, talk to me about you know because what what's it? Has it gone quick? Has it gone slow? Has it? I want to talk. I want to. I guess I just want to put into. I guess anybody out there who's lost, you know, family member, but lost their dad. And because I know that my dad's been gone for 20 years. And when I lost the men in my life, I lost the accountability. Um, people that were able to hold me accountable. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's just the way it was. Uh, I was surrounded by all women. It's not their fault. But, you know, the accountability was Craig McCarty had that. Uh, you know, uh, Robert Pritchard had that first to my grandfather, but he passed away before I turned pro, but Craig McCarty always had that, and that's what I lost. And, you know, and some realizing looking back is it's that accountability because I didn't have it to myself, right? I can say today I do. Today I can look in the mirror and, and self-awareness, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, and even to be quite honest, this week has been a couple hang in there's and, and say <laughs> a few more prayers and god you know like that but it's that's life yep and you know we'll still be here and be able to do that but the accountability and because when you don't have it to yourself either for me i believe it's because being everything to everybody else but but not really knowing who i was um you know to finally have that back and it's tough to be it's tough to be whole when you're when you're not. It's tough to you know you can only go for so long to be empty inside and and everything to everybody else. It's you got to step back to anybody out there and really look in because you got to take care of yourself. I say this to my wife all the time: is you know as far as whatever project, whether it's work or uh, around the house or travel, whatever, you got to take care of yourself and make sure you know you're number one um, as far as you know health and wearing down. And I'm. I notice it 
to myself too. And I'm lucky because for whatever reason, it's usually Sundays and Mondays, which is usually time when I can sit and watch a NASCAR or golf or can use it to decompress. So I encourage everybody out there is it's okay to plan. I'm a guy that never planned, right? I'm just like, buy the seat of your pants, say, what are we doing next? And, and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Guess what? 2019 DMAC. Nah, it's not going to work for him. He needs to set it out. So we were here before everybody got here and having a little, uh, I guess, sort of Wednesday powwows with Dom, who Dom Ruggio, who's the who's my Comic Con guy, who's got Donnie Brook the comic book, the Darren McCarty graphic novel, which uh, they took uh, my last fight, true story of a hockey rock star, turned into a graphic novel, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Billy Tucci, thank you, my man, for doing the. Uh, artistry we got a lot of stuff going on with that you know so i'll be over in windsor uh for their comic-con september just uh so if you're listening over there i just committed to that i know i'll be there for three hours on saturday um the 21st i believe uh and then uh i know we have stick around because we have a uh Big announcement, September 22nd. You might want to say that I didn't that know date. if you wanted to bring that. I do. Yeah, I, do. Okay. I want to let people know that I'm I'm trying to plan, and, and it's going to be, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a golf thing, but it's going to be something. It's going to be a grind time, and I'm trying to figure out it's gonna, who wants to get involved, but I'm thinking of doing it uh, after training camp. It's, it's like September 22nd. It's a Sunday at the Cattails, and... Um, I guess if anybody wants to email Nick at DarrenMcCarty.com with any ideas, uh, we're going to start brainstorming on it. And I guess, like I said to the guys, well, let's, we'll, we'll work on it to see if it's plausible, but I think it's, uh, uh, be able to do our own event with our own, uh, you know, benefits. And, uh, as far as to the, to the charities and the, and the people to help out and whoever wants to be involved. So, uh, Nick or Perry at, at DarrenMcCarty.com with your ideas. So we got, you know, a few months to get that entailed. But that's, you know, pretty much what we're going to do around here and uh, with grind time. I know next week, um, next week I know that uh, uh, Dylan uh, Playfair from Letterkenny, um, Letterkenny fame, I'll, uh, everybody out there, we're going to have him uh, – we're gonna have him on do an interview with him. I'm definitely gonna ask him about the garbage can because that's could be one of my favorite. And they, people, you got to check out Letter Kenny. Oh yeah, go and on, if you, everybody go on hasn't and... checked out Letter Kenny, um, that is your homework assignment from Grind Time uh, this week uh, to check out Letter Kenny before next week. Uh, also, to um, we're gonna have a guest. Not sure which uh, I'm going to commit to. I don't know what sport I'm going to commit to yet, but it could be hockey, baseball, or football. So be uh, one of those groups that somebody that you know from around here. So I'll just decide, just look, work on schedules. Um, catch next Monday, Meadowbrook, Sparky Anderson's Catch Foundation. Um, you know, that's, that's a huge outing. It is, and it's continued to be a huge outing since he's been gone, since he's been, you know, not been manager of this and i think jim hughes shout out to you buddy because he's been there every year every step of the way and anytime that i know you know what <laughs> i remember playing in that like my first couple of years you know so that that uh, is something at meadowbrook which uh, um it's always uh interesting uh golf day at meadowbrook so 
Uh, actually, this uh, Saturday, I don't know what you guys got going on this weekend, but Saturday I'll be up at the Torch Lake uh, Winery. We're going to be blasting some golf balls. There's going to be uh, a meet and greet, uh, telling some jokes, uh, signing some autographs. I know they got a uh, bunch of different things going on up there uh, for the Torch, uh, Torch Lake uh, Vineyard. So uh, check me out there on Saturday time. afternoon. I think it's uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, we'll be up in that area of the, the way. Um, don't have any comedy on tap. Um, got a bunch of golf stuff. I'm uh, going to be playing golf tomorrow. What else going on? What, what else should I know about Florida, Tim? What have I missed in the past six months? Nah, it's just been wet down there. The last what? Yeah, I, I heard it was hot. <laughs> hot and wet. Very hot, but last uh, couple days been very wet. That uh, that uh, storm has been passing through and heading towards uh, uh, New Orleans and Texas. Any, any so. hurricanes? Well, like, it's kind of like the start of. Right. So. Do they predict any hurricanes for this season yet? It's going to happen because that golf temperature is 89 degrees. That's the, not The good. golf. Yeah. yeah. That's that's. Hot. I mean, that's good for me, but, I mean, <laughs> you'd find me in there not bad, but uh, El Nino might have a word for it, so, well, that's, uh, that's all right. But yeah. you're missing out on the golf. Everybody misses you. Everybody's wondering when you're coming back to play. Yeah, when it gets a little bit cooler, it was pretty. It, it was actually pretty cool. To, to shout out to that because I was talking to um, H because Jacob Orkian played over in Windsor and I saw him. Uh, he's one of the kids that uh, played down at the course that uh, we played at. So he was playing, making his way on the PGA Canada McKenzie Tour. So that was good. What do you got for this weekend, Perry? Uh, big family get together over by your. Uh your hometown. Going to King, going back. Zville? Yeah, played golf there yesterday. We we, got, we definitely got to get you. Shout out to Greg back. Knox. I'm only going if I get to play the golf. Yeah, yeah. The they they had a the the sound. They had a sound. Nines around. That's what. Yeah, that's what everybody said. We played red and white. Well, but, you uh, hey, you, Perry, you go over there and you tell when Greg Knox gives me an invite to come you know, watch him <laughs> smash the ball because he can still hit it. But I uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make my way back over and I, you know, I can make putts in Canada. You were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, were, you, you can't say I didn't. I did. Yeah, it, well, you, you, Actually, what? you had played. some good shots to make the putts. <laughs> hey, here's a shout-out today. I uh, played golf this morning at Detroit uh, Golf Club <laughs> with Darren Pang. <laughs> oh, the panger? And Mike Bayoff. Nobel. No, <laughs> there you go, buckets. Yeah, yeah. Poor little buckets. You get your belt. Was, was he walking any shots off? No, dude. He, uh, no, uh, yeah, you know, he had the walkers going, but uh, what a great time. What a, and to be able to play it, but uh, um, out there. And, dude, anytime you can get out, like one of the first times, you just buzz around. But thank you, uh, Derek, and everybody over at uh, Detroit Golf had a great time. Um, and that, and you, what you really don't understand, too, I guess, or fathom, but you drive when we're playing today. So they got to take all that stuff down, right? So if anybody who is at the golf tournament and realizes all the village in the worlds and all these suites they had to go up, well, they got to come down. So I learned that. I learned there's a little bit of something. Like this Wait, is, and what was that finished, what, a week and a half ago? Yeah, but it, here's, here's, so me asking questions, interested, how does it work? You know, with the so what happens is the golf club contracts sixty four days, or at sixty four sixty seven days to, from from start to finish to be out, 
right? So they have, they give them a window and what they, they do is it takes them, they plan it out depending on the weather. Obviously they can get it done quicker, but then it just goes from one, skip a few, and then there'll probably be like three tournaments down the road where they're all setting up again. So, I mean, it, it's always you, different things that you forget about. Well, you're always just looking for your own ball, so that's you know, instead of worrying about everybody, every uh, else and things that go into Didn't it. Lose so it's one still, yesterday. my point being, it's still very cool to see that world of professional golf still going on, even after it's been there, like the remnants of it, the things coming down, some of the, like playing 13, 14, 15, you know, into the gauntlet with all the stands and stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to use that. As, I'm going to use the tower as my aim point. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Real good. I hit it real good today. Did you? Made a few putts. Okay. Made a few putts. It's all right. Yeah. I, I'm not mad at the way I'm hitting the ball right now. Got some, wait, can't wait for my new Cobra Club. One length. Did I? Hey, I told you that. I gotta, I'm going to post this picture. Did you Did you get the new clubs yet? You no, no. I was going to say, yeah. But, but, but I have a picture of my swing speed with the seven iron and it's a it's 12 miles off the club face faster off that club face with the with the cobras one piece and queener tried those out but i went and got size for them so i'm carrying that seven iron 180 instead of like 162 or three which is different game oh yeah yeah, and and you're making putts with the uh, grind time super stroke. I am making grind yep. time super stroke. Hey, I have never Dean, Dean. If you're out there, bro. Oh, the putter grip has never felt. The putter's never felt so good in my hands. If I had a spider, I'd probably make everything. But we're gonna relate to that. I'm using like the old, old ping to answer right now, and I'm making some putts. Good roll. But I tell anybody out there, get a super stroke putter grip if you don't have one you got one yep yeah see yeah, like it they're, just... they're, it's because it's about taking your hands out of it Bill, billy's sitting over there going bro i play guitar man i don't well that's what i used to go for my dad yeah well bit. that wasn't very good but you know it don't matter I had, a, had a riot with him doing it yeah he's always funny gene anders what going, about is that is that I, bill reedy here Oh yeah, yeah. Is that Gene? Yeah, Gene's like, yeah, hey, Gene. Hey, what up, fucker? Yeah. <laughs> hey, fucker, yeah. what you doing? Yeah, yeah. No. maybe down by the van. <laughs> Jesus, the Cheech and Chong van. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what about ten years? Back to my original question, ten minutes ago, <laughs> fifteen minutes ago. It, what, it, yeah. It's gone by pretty fast. To be honest with you, so I mean, even what, what do you miss the most other than the the? Wait a minute, we got to re reintroduce him. This is Billy Reedy. Oh, Billy Reedy, lead guitarist, grinder. Yeah, yeah. BFF. Talking about his dad and Reedy's bar. Keith, Keith Page, because he's got the Jimmy Page locks now. <laughs> and we always play like Keith Richards. The, uh, to my Mac Jagger. Thanks, James. James Beanders. Uh, no, what? But besides the obvious, obviously talking to him, obviously seeing him and stuff like that. But do you find like in the kitchen even his his ball busting? I'm yeah, that. oh, it was the best. I mean, you know, I I tell you know Lisa never got got to meet him, but I, I there I'll tell you a funny, a funny story. He was always when I this is when I was probably sixteen or so, and he always up to a certain point uh, he was always there was some animosity about the music thing, you know, which I understand. As I'm older now, you know, it wasn't. I, I took it as you. Know, you don't think I'm any good. I'm gonna. So I, what did I do? I tried twice as hard. Right. 
but it was, you know, it's a rough business. Right. But, uh, and he was always after me about cutting my hair. So one, <laughs> one time Billy Martin was in town. And before this, my dad had told Billy, you know, why don't you talk to him? I mean, you can get him to cut your hair. So I think I was in the back, back room of Reedy's and, and Billy's like, you know, your dad wants me to talk to you about cutting your hair. He goes, how are you doing in school? I said, good. He goes, you like playing guitar, right? I said, yeah, yeah. You just staying out of trouble? I said, yeah. So Billy goes, what? Fuck him, don't cut your hair. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's exactly yeah. right. And Billy exactly Martin, it. I mean, that's, uh, uh, yeah. When, that's I was, when I was 11 and, uh, 11 and 12, or uh, 10 and 11, I think, our summer trips used to involve uh, uh, Billy, basically. So if he was playing in Toronto, we'd go to Toronto, drive in on a Friday. They would drop me off at the ballpark. They'd suit me up, and I'd, I'd bat boy. So I do the the whole series. Oh man, wow. that'd be awesome. so. With now those this, is, this is I'm, no, no, wow. this is o- no. Oakland A's. Oakland A's. Oh, Ricky Henderson is a, is a rookie. Holy shit, uh, man! They had, the, they had the five pitchers. Kingman McC- there? Yeah, they had the the, the McCaddy, Norris. Yeah, Keo. Uh, so, and then when and I, we we did, I did that in Toronto and Chicago. Cleveland. I didn't do Cleveland. Uh, Milwaukee, Detroit. Oh yeah, anytime they come to Detroit. Yeah, boom. so. Uh, I mean, I saw some things. Tell us, tell us the tell so, us the ones that don't get anybody in trouble or nah, get anybody. Nobody, they're all gone. Okay, nobody, well nobody, then, nobody spill the bees so people know. So uh, there was. So if you think about the visitors' dugout at Tiger Stadium, uh, if you were sitting in the first seat, the, the the lip, you could you could set a beer there, but you could also, if you stood up, you could yell down into the dugout. So there was a guy, and I, I was sitting right there on the stool, you know. Yeah, right in front, we're, right we're there. the bat boy yeah. does. Everybody yeah. remembers old Tiger Stadium. You so, actually, like, be afraid. That, like, today, today's day and age, you get a freaking foul ball. Oh, man, whatever. I mean, it was, you know, that, that was the, best, the beauty of the ballpark. You were right there, yeah. you know. But uh, so there, during batting practice, there was a guy sitting there yelling at Billy. And he had blonde curly hair. He, I remember he was wearing a jean jacket. And he was saying, F you, Billy, you ain't tough. No, no, no. So this goes on for about five innings. So I'm coming back with a bat that I just picked up. Guy got a hit. And Billy goes, let me see that bat. So the guy had a beer sitting there. And he just reached over. I handed him the bat. He reached over and went. Spill it out? Oh, right on his head. And he said, what did he say? He goes, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> and then he handed me the bat. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, but uh, that was awesome. And he shut his mouth? Oh, yeah. And, and then they... they Jerked him out of there. Ah! <laughs> yeah, beer beer dumped in. <laughs> little beer dumping and see you later. One time, uh, I probably would have drank the beer. Let him kick him out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They used to, uh, the spreads after the games, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, two, table, two tables as long as this, full of roasters, chickens, and stuff. Well, they, they just got their asses beat and, uh, like bad, like 11 to 2 or something. And, and, Billy was the last one coming in, and two players in front of him were laughing about something. So he got up at those tables, and he said, you think that's funny? You want to see something funny? He flipped both tables over, all the food, all, I mean, all over the place. You could have heard a pin drop in that place. He walked to his office. He goes, now that's funny. Slammed it over. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So he was like that. What you, the stories that you hear about oh, yeah. Billy Barton. It went to uh, batting practice at Tiger Stadium. I was just I was sitting on the bench watching stuff, 
And he comes up, he goes, hey, fuckhead, come on, get your glove, let's go. Went out to second base with him, just getting balls. Yeah. And it, was, it was cool. It was, oh, uh, that's cool. The, 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 those are the Those are great. incredible and, memories, and, and yeah. And even today, like, you're, you, this is like 30, 40, like 35, 30. 37 years ago, almost 40 years yeah. ago. But, uh, it, it, you know, one interesting thing about it was it kind of gave me a little bit of the taste of the the road life and, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, these guys are all my dad's friends. So yep. to me, it wasn't a big deal. Right. You know, no, exactly. You which, were just hanging which, out. Well, yeah. right. Which, which a lot of the time is what you see, you know, in, in the maturity of some of these, you know, kids that are, they're, you know, have parents that have played or have been around the game, have been in the locker room you, you you could speak. Did you see Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Did you watch in that? the home run we'll derby talk, the other talk, night? Hey, let's let's I mean, talk about that for a minute. Okay? I mean, you're, so, th- that's the perfect example. Listen, you could say, well, right. And, and here's my point of view, right? Home run contest. Long drive contest. It, they're, they're different scrambles in golf, right? Playing your own ball. Playing, playing uh, best ball. All these matches, all these games, all these things are all different. So the fact that, you know, and the fact to go out and it's the way, the evolution of the game. So we're talking baseball. Now it's, it's strikeout or home run. And you look at the swing, it's a lot like the golf where they take the track man and they track their swing velocity and their swing angle and they can do all that because in the sabermetrics or people that hear these names or uh the names of all these numbers or the the war uh, whatever what they're talking about is just at the end of the day the odds favor that if you swing for the fences and strike out is better than trying to for the most part get hits all over the place so in saying that that's to me was like watching the long drive contest and watching like you look at that second round. I mean, oh, that is that just like, awesome. and, and there's been some unbelievable. So Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Right. He's 20 years old. Toronto his dad. Vladdy senior was a great ball player could hit Vladdy senior. His dad would hit the ball. If it was pitched anywhere from above his head to below, I've seen him hit him off a bounce before, you know, like it's just a pure, hand-eye coordination, but to watch, and if anybody didn't see it, these kids hit 29 and had to go to overtime with sweet strings. It ended up 40-39. That was unreal. That was, I mean, it's yeah. just, and, and the, the, the bombs that they're hitting, then you look at, but you look at all of them, and it's sort of, you look at, to me, baseball and golf have the same sort of correlation with the youth, the sort of, you know, who's it's it's becoming baseball's all turning almost more younger, right? Younger, you know, you look at the Acunas, the Lindors, the you know, like even Mike Trout's young guy, you know, like as as opposed to that. Then you got the golfers, you look at Matt Wolf, you look at Hovland, these two kids just finished their senior year. Wolf just wins last week. Plus you got, you know, like Lashley that won here, you got you know, Cameron Champ that bombs it off the planet. You, you got all these kids that are all developed skills-wise a lot easier and, and for the entertainment value. I I just wish in the home run contest, maybe they shortened it up. Yeah, or maybe they did it because the biggest issue, 
and I get it, is how can one guy win with 30 less homers or what? I, I get it. So, so maybe there should be a round. It should be a pool of eight, top four, top two go or something. That they, I think. How fast do you hit 10 out? Uh, who knows? That's it. Uh, you know, Perry, you know, I mean, actually, Perry, I've heard so many ideas of yours over the years. That one actually <laughs> isn't bad. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously, Thank you. he's yeah. got one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, and then it goes back to Vladdy being only uh, junior, only being twenty years old. But you know, he grew up in the clubhouse, well, like in the Fielder. locker room. He's out. It's like it's like when, when Prince Fielder was Cecil exactly. around here, and kids been raking him, hitting him out of the ballpark since he was like nine years old. It's so like, since you get that opportunity, but you also too is it you know does just because your name is that doesn't mean you're no. gonna make it. But you ha- but if you have that desire, which which gets passed down, I believe, um, in different ways. But then you're facilitated that opportunity, and then you use that opportunity to your advantage. That's what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the thing about like Billy, right? Not coming from it, but being around it, where you can tell the people that have have been subject to, I guess, maturity. At a younger level, you find that more in our age group than you do nowadays, right? Because everything's it's it's, it's so quick. It's truly, what are you being quick. exposed to? Right. I mean. Somebody mentioned it too. Is because and Jim Jackson actually today on Colin Cowherd um, mentioned that it used to be. And I remember it used to be you get on the plane, you'd be playing cards, or guys, you'd be talking. There's there's interaction. You go to dinner, all this stuff. You know, he he mentioned this in basketball. You don't. Yeah, the competition, the championship. Yeah, but you don't miss playing. You miss the guys. You miss all that just different things. But nowadays, you know, like really you, you look at everybody's sort of into themselves so they don't know how to communicate. And I think that that's a big thing is teaching this younger how to converse and communicate because they're always, you know, all text or whatever. And I think that to this point, not only in sport, but in society, it becomes to could be a detriment. And a lot of times is that that's the maturity level that I think is missed. Yeah, athletically, skills-wise, you going through any sport, yeah, they're better, but they're not mature. And in that case, that's where not being mature is the same thing to me as not having a baby's head fully developed. Remember the soft spot? You know, you're supposed to hold the baby's head until the soft spot. That's still like the soft spot for these athletes and so when you say to me oh this guy but he grew up around the game well you could tell right or a guy who grew up at a golf course well yeah because he knows he knows how to act that's you know the bottom line so so it's it's trying to get the communication and the best of the young ones they they know how to combine them they know how to look you in the face and have a conversation and also use use the you know their gadgets but they know what the balance is so you know there it 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 really um not surprised me but you look at it and i and people if they want to see because there's this rj hampton right now if you haven't heard rj hampton he's he's one of the top recruited high school kids but he's going to new zealand to play pro and he was on the Colin Coward show. And this kid for an 18-year-old has great head on his shoulders. But you can tell because of the parents. And he was going through the fact that that Colin asked him, said, well, you know, when, do you, when was it you make decision, you know, not to go here because you've been offered to, 
you know, like Duke and Georgia Tech or whatever, uh, Memphis, who, whoever. And he said, well, you know, the conversations, and you can relate to this, is the living room's right, right next to the stairs, right? So a lot of things is when things are getting sad on the stairs and then there's a conversation. So he sat on the stairs. He stood on the stairs for an hour as they talked about it, and the family talked about it, and it eventually was his decision, so the family's now going. But just the fact that there's that communication, everybody's on the same page, uh, he's somebody to look forward to because it sets a precedence also in another way to do it. You know? It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, I find it interesting that they're, they're actually banning like video games in the clubhouses now and stuff or pulling down their time that these guys are, are able to play. Well, um, and, and uh, see, to me, that's just the way the world has evolved into not more or less these guys' fault, but the fact it's pretty sad when you have to put a freaking time out on a... But that's where we've gotten to. <laughs> you imagine bowling with this kind of stuff? Oh, my God, that happened <laughs> once. Time. There'd be no internet in that. There'd be no, there'd be yeah. no like, Verizon or your phone, your, your There'd your be no phone access. In. Yeah. Yep. You know, like, I mean, geez. Well, Billy, did you, I mean, uh, being in the, the clubhouse and the locker room and all that, did you see that structure, the, the hierarchy, you know, with the young kids to the, to the uh, veteran players? And, I mean, back then, what was it like? You know, back in the uh, like you mentioned, Ricky Henderson was uh, was a rookie in the, the Oakland teams. So was he like brass Ricky? No, no, he was. He nice. was yes, uh, I mean, and I and I, that, I still, you know, if I ran into Ricky Henderson, I would still, you know, expect him to be nice, right? But I, I, I think he got a little showtimeish with it, right, right, right. You but know, he but wasn't that way. No, he was. He was. There was a the, one time. It was the last game of the year, and uh, Ricky hit needed like two stolen bases set a record and it was cold it was like in milwaukee and he, he's from california he, he came up to billy he said skip i want to go home i don't want to play today Billy's like, what are you talking about you need two stolen bases so he said listen you get your two stolen bases i'll, I'll pull you out of the game so ricky henderson was the leadoff hitter first pitch boom right field Second pitch, he steals second base. Third pitch, he steals third base. They give him the base. Maybe he's gone by the fifth inning. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That Ricky That's, uh, there was a guy named uh, uh, Cliff Johnson. He was a utility guy for Billy. He played catcher, did everything but pitch, and, and he would follow Billy around. He played with the Yankees, and so we were after. So anytime we would do this. Uh, we, we would always stay in the same uh, hotel as the team. Right. Because Billy would get my dad the team rate, you know. Yeah. And when I, when, I, when I said earlier, they would drop me off at the ballpark, sometimes they wouldn't even come to the game. <laughs> my parents would go, I don't shop in. Right, right, right. But I would get back on the team bus and yeah. go back to the hotel. So I was basically being babysat by Major League Baseball. Right. Major League Baseball. <laughs> and and uh, how, I can't think of anything. I would like... I would honestly love to be a bat boy for a day. That would oh, be oh, sick. Or just shag. Uh, oh, what? Oh, I, I, got, absolutely. I got run over by Lance Parrish. Oh, you oh. lucky bastard. That's my guy. I got smoked. Oh, <laughs> That's I my bet. guy, dude. Hat, hat one way, me the other. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Where's YouTube? Oh, yeah, no kidding. But, uh, That's my guy. Oh, so we were sitting at the at the bar in the, in the uh, hotel in Toronto, and I'm, you know, doing whatever. And uh, there was a four-game... There was a doubleheader uh, that weekend, so there was five bat boy for four games. And, you know, the guys are all messing with me. You know, just, you know, like uh, Steve McCaddy picked me up and threw me into the, uh, the towel bin. You know, oh, yeah. whatever. You know. So 
we're sitting at the bar and, and, and I mean, it's busy, you know, people always, and it wasn't really noisy, but it was, you know, a lot of people there. And Cliff Johnson saw me, stopped dead in his tracks and tackled me right out of my, out of the chair on the floor. We're roll, rolling around wrestling. People are like, well, what the? So zip, zip ahead to like probably 2000. So that was like 1981. My dad and I go to, uh, uh, New York for the Yankee old timer game. Yeah. And so I mean, everybody invited him back to the party. And so sure as shit, Cliff Johnson's there. And I haven't seen him since I was a little again? <laughs> Oh yeah. So my dad said, Hey, you know who this is? He goes, Oh man. I said, you want to wrestle now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. That, that was, uh, that, that's some good stuff there. It's, we were, I always remember one thing we were sitting, uh, probably 15 rows behind, uh, in the corner of home plate at old Yankee Stadium. And they played the old-timers game, and then the, the Yankees were playing the Twins. And now this is 2000, so Jeter's there. Him and Mar uh, Tino Martinez started uh, playing catch, and they were five feet away from each other. By the time they got done, Jeter was by, by home plate. Martinez was in right field. I know, and they right? were throwing just... And we, we were just both sitting there watching this, not saying anything. They got about... 35 feet away from there and he goes you watching this I said oh yeah <laughs> I mean they're just you know ropes to each yeah. other they're just nothing it's amazing you know and, and I I encourage anybody if you can get to a game to watch batting practice or even see guys warm up to oh throw yeah the ball. I stood there I stood from me to him to a uh, major league fastball and I uh, early age I understood it and so you go, oh, I could hit that no you couldn't <laughs> try in front of 60,000 people too you know and, it, and see if it moves then try and hit that I mean you, you gotta you, you ever play catch with this guy Mac, I play catch. Yeah, yeah. You no, throw his knuckle. Say, well, that's with a softball. That was oh, okay. yeah, no, no back in the day. No, no way. Hard, no, he's well, he got the, uh, knuckleball. Okay. okay, I had to tell him to stop because I was just like, dude, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a catcher. Catchers throw good knuckleballs. <laughs> uh, I, I was just wondering, was there any former Tiger or, or Tiger couple Tiger players that you bonded with, had a good relationship? Um, Not really, because I, I actually, at the same time that, that this was going on with Billy, I was actually, I, I worked part-time at the uh, Visitor's Clubhouse. Okay. So I got the I, the coolest. Who would, yeah, tell us is working at the Visitor's Clubhouse or Bat Boy, and who is, who is a guy, who is really cool, like who is somebody that was really cool or? The 1981 Milwaukee Brewers. The whole team? Ha Harvey Wallbangers? Oh, they, they, they were great. Like who was on that team? Uh, Mahler. Rob Robin Yacht, Gorman Thomas, Cecil all those Cooper. guys are great guys. Uh, oh man, just a great. I love to hear that. I'm a guys. big Robin Yacht, Paul Molitor. Actually, I have a Paul autograph there to Darren from Paul Molitor baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. we used to, we you know do stuff like uh, you know shine the shoes, yep. you know, hang jerseys up, and you know yeah, the locker know. room stuff. Yeah, like important. All the stuff to make it look clean. And so it was it was uh, it was colder at that point. So. They were, you know, using hand warmers and stuff, and it was basically like a, 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 a tin with like charcoal in it. And that's how. But I was getting coffees for Paul Molitor all weekend, you know. And uh, the last day, they were getting ready to leave, and he said, "Hey, pulls out a twenty. Want to?" I was like, "Oh!" And the other guy's going, "Take it. What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> but and I ran into him through my dad years later. Right. Yeah, I was about twenty-two, and we were at something, and uh, oh, we were at the. Rich Carlton in, in Dearborn, and they were staying there. And uh, the old man goes, "Hey, look at it. it's Paul Monitor." Well, I walked up to him and introduced myself to him. You know, nice. 
That's cool. awesome. That's, cool. that's, that's what it's all about. And, it, you know, it's all the, and you mentioned that, Billy, but, you know, everywhere we went on the road, there's always uh, locker room guys. A lot of, stick lot of boys. A lot of the stick guys. A lot of the locker room kids that, that start in the visitor's room end up getting the job in the big room. You know, it's all in the, in the stuff, but they're just as important. But, yeah, I mean, it's just you always have fun with those guys. But, you know, they're, and in baseball even so, because you're there for so long, you almost, you're almost like concierge. <laughs> That's it. It's so funny. I, this literally just – I remember this. So back in – 74, I want to say 75. 1874. Yeah, yeah, 40-some years ago. So I'm, I used to have a free press route. I'm delivering the paper. It's an early Sunday, Saturday morning, middle of summer. Sun's already coming out, 6, 6 a.m. And the one house. Buck 50, McCool. And the one house I go, and I walk up, and there's a Carl Yazrimski Boston uniform hanging in the, in the, hanging, drying in the sun. And I'm going, I'm going, what the hell? Is you know, I dropped the paper off. Come to find out, Rip Collins. Rip, that's my man. Well, Rip yeah. was the visitor. Had come out, and yeah. I'm going. That really was Yaz's uniform. He's air drying it because that's the way Yaz wanted it. That, that's why I worked. I mean, there. that's crazy. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's hanging in, on the front porch in the sun at six in the morning. The sun's coming out. He's drying it, and for that Saturday afternoon game. There you go. Hang, How are you stripes? His secret is he's. Sun baked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rip, Rip was a great guy. Yeah, he yeah. Was, Rip, Rip Collins. He was the guy that, if I'm if I'm correct, he had something that he had a lot to do with the the Lions teams back in. The yeah, day. he was he was the, he ran the locker rooms for the visiting visiting teams. Yeah, for and Lions and Tigers. And, yeah. and, uh but uh, he used to be out of the same place, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. That's all, uh, you know that's it, great. It, I mean that story. I'm going. Wait a minute. So we yeah. used to, we the, the the we used to cater. The visitors' clubhouse. Yeah. So that through Rip, and that's how that. All oh, that okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. You keep that connection, and you know what? That's that's the whole thing. If you look at it, uh, you know, you walk around. That's the one thing that I miss about the Joe is you got to relearn where everybody is, and what I mean by that is people that work at Joe Louis Arena. You got to understand. We're in there twenty some years. I know exactly who stands where when I come into the rink or who to look for. I'm missing a lot of my peeps right now. I can see some <laughs> of them, but this new rink's really large. But you know, you miss that. And and you know, when everybody asks me about, it's an unbelievable entertainment facility. Now, as Stevie's back, and as the team gets going, and you got something to cheer for. Now it's the fans responsibility is to find out where your spot is and how you're going to turn that thing. It's never be the Joe because it's different building. It's a different feel, different building, but we know how to get that home ice advantage. And that's, that's what I'll be looking forward to. It's a, it's a uh, collective effort from everybody. And then we know that because we've done it a lot. See, it hasn't been 42 years. So, you know, it's, it's only been 11, but you know, now's the time. Where it's something that I'm really excited about. What are you? Uh, you you're. It's, it, I mean, what, it's, are, it's, what are you feeling? It's great. I think it's great that it, this the last four or five months. You know, or since Stevie was there, but there's been some anniversaries too. You know, the the I've seen a lot of different things like uh, like the the like you did the Lemieux fight 
online yeah know, stuff yeah. like that and i i actually watched i forget i think i watched that entire game online one yeah. day one day i was just nothing i'm like and it's, it's cool i think the, the, you've seen the russian five haven't you i have that yeah. was incredible sick right was i mean because you live right through it you yeah. live right all that stuff i mean anybody doesn't know grinder started to raise money for vladdy and sergey at a, the benefit after we won in 98 and yeah it was just uh yeah, and now we're sitting here 20 some years later and who's the last time you saw Sergey Fedorov in person a few years yeah uh, probably though did he play in Colorado I don't I don't I don't think so, I don't I think think so. and I don't think he made it back did he make it back for the closing of the Joe why are you guys it? asking the stoner? Yeah, fucking mad. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. So hey, what's your memory of uh, fucking setup? What's your memory of old Tiger Stadium? You got uh, any good memories? You hit a home runner, didn't you? Fuck yeah, three, my man. Not oh. like Drake, but Drapes went upper deck right field. That, that's his best. Story right ever. field though. That's he went upper I'm, deck. It doesn't yeah. matter, Perry. When you launch it, where <laughs> Gibby did back in you know in, uh, to win the series, I, and I he, saw he so, hit it almost. He did it almost in the same spot. I saw so, no so many home runs in right field there, where the guy would go back to the wall. Because the overhang, the overhang, oh, the overhang was great. I, did, yeah. was but I remember uh, Drapes hitting it out because Sammy Sosa and the Cubs were warming up in right field, and he ran the bases and slid it home. And they're like, "What the? <laughs> they got uniforms on." <laughs> I remember Fix home run at the closing of the, the oh, Tiger Stadium. Yeah. I remember drive going down there in '93 on the for opening or '94 90, for opening day with Proby and. Sheldon Kennedy and Vinnie Johnson on the Harleys. Um, I remember I've got a foul ball there. I was sitting behind the bench, me and Timmy Harris and Griffin. Griffin was probably like two years old. Matt Wallback, former catcher of the Tigers, was playing for L.A., so I was sitting behind the bench. Foul ball section over. Everybody missed it. Bounced up in the air. I had Griffin in my lap, reached up, grabbed that one. That's the second best ball I've gotten. The best one was in left field. I outraced drapes. In the playoffs, <laughs> and I might have cheap shot at him to get the ball, but he deserved it. So uh, I, I outran Drapes on something. I saw Jason Thompson hit one over the roof. Right. Oh, you were there when Roof, yeah, yeah Roof, uh-huh. when he became uh-huh. Roofed out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's yeah, that, you know, such a great man. And then you look at it now, but it just, like you said, I mean, uh, you know, Olympia, Olympia, Tiger seat, you know, there's something to the old adage of, you know, bitching and moaning and getting the seat behind the pole where you have to look, you have to look <laughs> both ways, whatever, b- big deal, you sort of miss that. Remember oh, yeah. being at a game with my dad, and I was probably, I don't know, six, seven, we're sitting first base side, second, uh, you know, you had the, the, the lower, lower bowl, yeah. and then you had the, so we're sitting back about maybe 10 rows, guy launches a foul ball. To the point, and my dad just grabbed my head, put it down, and all I heard was, it, I mean, so me being me, I'm, why don't you try to catch it? He goes, you want a ball? I'll get you a ball. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like the chief. That's, uh, I have something for you. Uh, yeah. I interviewed Roger Clemens after he struck out 20 Tigers. Nice. Wow. You did? I did. What would you ask him? I asked him? I asked him what it was like to do it a second time because he already had done it. You say it was better the second time. The second time. Did you say wow. why? Uh, just the nostalgia of Tiger Stadium. Yeah, that's being awesome. there, it was incredible. That's that's saying, ladies and gentlemen. That's our 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 whack reporter, McCool. <laughs> right there, you know, he's got he's got he wears a lot of hats. That cool McCool guy. That's his first name, Cool McCool. 
I tell you, the greatest thing I saw there was back in '95. I was uh, I was working with the Seattle uh, uh, TV crew for the weekend series. Seattle was in town, and I was in the the box with both the both uh, announcers. And I mean, talk about balls coming back quick. Back at the old Tiger Stadium, they get oh, back man. there in a hurry. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, I got a couple. They let me keep them. But the best part was this was the Seattle team. Oh, Randy Johnson. And, well, the, the, hit, the hitters. We go down. You know, Junior. I had to be there early and watch BP. Uh, Junior, Kingman, oh. uh, Martinez. I mean, they, they had that was that the, whatever they their nickname was. And just watching the bombs in BP that they were hitting out, <laughs> which goes back to like we were saying earlier, you know, with the with the home run derby. That's what every one of it's these crazy. guys. Like when you watch the home run derby, you watch it now. It's like it's, it's like a no doubter, like the contact of the ball. Before it used to be like guys just weren't that strong and, and yeah. didn't know about enough about the swing because you just see like the one Gallo that. hit last night and the guy, like he was sitting on it. If you can sit on a 99-mile-an-hour fastball and make perfect contact, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Well, the, uh, just watching the, the – I, mean, I can't believe it. What's his face? We hit 91 home runs the other night. And lost. And lost. <laughs> but, but I mean, that was the way, yeah. Dude, I love the fact that – so Pete Alonzo, who won it from the Mets, right at first base, and they had him and, – and I love the fact that anybody watched the All-Star game yesterday that they had the guys mic'd up as they were that playing. That was pretty funny. It was cool. But, like, they're asking Alonzo, oh, man, how tired or whatever. He's like, no, dude, I was good. Of course he's good. Kids <laughs> jack like a freaking yeah, – He just won a million dollars, too. Lineman. Yeah, he won a million, and he only makes five fifty. That's awesome. Because he's on the rookie contract. Oh yeah! I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Play. That's uh, <laughs> that's a good little no. bonus. Well, how cool is that? Clayton Kershaw comes running back out with his kids. And, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was cool too Jack. that uh, Justin Bieber's brother Shane Bieber got the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story though. I'm just kidding. Shane. That was, Bieber, it was it a Bueller against Bieber? Bieber and Bueller. <laughs> Ferris against uh, yeah, Justin. There you go. Did you make that one up yourself or just somebody? You just I read stole it today. It I read it today. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're honest. At least you're honest. Yeah. You got any good big plans this weekend, Billy, or any uh, any uh, 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 recipes you're going to? I don't know. I don't know what's going on because we got Lisa's mom. Yeah. So, so we, you're just up in the air. Well, yeah. grind time, uh, wishes and prayers uh, to you and your family. As always, thanks for being here. And uh, as you heard it here, guys, I asked Billy Reedy. Oh, speaking of that, before I end this, do you have a favorite grinder show we ever played? That Arts Beats and Eats one. Yeah, that was freaking sick. Open up for live 10,000, 12,000 people. I'd like to do 16, that. 16,000. 16,000. 16, I can't count that many. It was a lot. That was a good one. Um, I mean, there's uh, there's other shows I remember that, that <laughs> the, the Battle Creek Taste Fest. You remember yeah. this one? Oh yeah. Well, I had the Rome show. Well, no, but you you got hit in the face with a beer. Remember that? Uh, yeah, I remember it because guys were running. <laughs> I tried. Took. Yeah, off. you did. Yeah. <laughs> Can or bottle? Uh, plastic no, cup. Cup. But it, I was I, I was played st- stage right to him, and uh, and I was looking at it, and we it, it was a parking lot and there's probably about I don't know fifteen hundred people there. It was a good size show. And uh the the parking lights had gone come on because it was starting to get dusk and 
I saw something flying through the air. And, I, and as it got closer, it was a cup, and the beer was still in the cup for some reason. It hit him square in the face, and when it hit him, the, it just exploded, right? So he, first thing he does, I, we've got Mike Moyanis on my stage. He's, he's getting ready to go tear somebody's head off. He looks down at the crowd, and the guy that threw it, everybody around him kind of did this. <laughs> I, I stopped and look and they all go boom so and they go and my, my man starts you know kind of <laughs> tries to get out of there I thought he was going to get away so I ran off the stage let's just say that, uh, things didn't go very well for this guy <laughs> and they ended up just, just kicking him out but uh, yeah you don't want to do that I, I you know what guys yeah, I drink coffee now. Please don't throw coffee. <laughs> no. I mean, especially now. I mean, I'll you know what? You're not going to have... Uh, I don't even want to have that ha- have that ever happen because because there's no need that anymore. Is, I mean, it's, you're just you're defenseless up there. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all right. I mean, if somebody wants to take a shot, <laughs> you know, what do I say, Perry? Better make it good. Either yeah. kill me or knock me out or it's my that turn. That first one, yeah. No, it's my turn. Yeah, I like the art, the the Jim Rome one. The that was a good one. Double too. duty. That yeah. was fun that that time. But we played the machine shop that night too. Absolutely, machine shop's always fun. I was just talking about that today, because I can't, you know, I can't hear. What? And, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Do you think we were ever telling you that oh, as you're yeah. turning up to twelve, man? It only goes to ten. <laughs> Somebody said eleven. No, Billy's goes to twelve. <laughs> One hundred and twenty decibels at the machine shop. Oh, God, unbelievable. Uh, that's good. What about you? You got big plans for the family? You got any barbecues or any? No, just golf. Just golf. I like it. I just I wanted like to say one thing about the Tiger Stadium stuff. Yeah. What do you got? Any memories? The, the one main memory, first time dad took me in Tihom. Tihom, yep. To uh, a Tiger game. And as you walk the ramp and you go to get to the stairwell to, you know, to get to your seat, I never saw green grass like that oh, before oh yeah it was it was that's like, a great that timmy that's a great uh that's a great point because the 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 grass it was it was like manicure. field of dreams oh, you yeah. know just the manicuredness and and i guess you know it, it differed but but at the time being downtown detroit and you know to walk in out of the concrete jungle and it's just oh you, know, you walk in the smells i mean the the, the you know what the bathroom Oh, the that, well, that, well, the hot dogs, the the beer. Oh, the school, beer. Walk, wherever the you school, walked yeah. around the corner, oh. you knew exactly what it, where it was there. I mean, <laughs> no. what? But you know, know what the oldest park, ballpark, Fenway or Wrigley. Yeah. But you know, you know what Tim, what you're saying about that with the grass. What was cool about Tiger Stadium, unlike Comerica, you can see the field from outside. But at Tiger Stadium, you came up through a tunnel, mm-hmm. right, right. and then all of a sudden. Boom, there it was. It was just majestic. It was like, you know, open Here it is. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, my gosh, here's the entranceway. It's awesome. Yeah. You got anything this weekend, Perry? Uh, Just driving and uh, the family get-togethers. How's the driving going? Uh, A little slow over the holidays. Uh, It's going to start picking back up. That's good. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, Eric Reitz, Rockstar's Limousine. Eric Reitz, Rockstar's Limousine. Give him a call. Ask for Uncle Perry. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Isis? Oh, what do you got uh, going on? You've been on eight, hey, so yeah, give me yeah. all right, guys. Let me. I got to ease this on the ones and twos, yeah, so I got to take some advantage of this. Um, what's uh, you had a good trip up north? Yeah, 
Saw uh, some pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's something I've been doing the last few years, going on these kind of solo trips uh, up to the UP and just kind of getting away from it all, shutting my phone off and shit like that. So that's cool. Good. Yeah. Well, um, that's just sort of the thing that I, that I encourage. That's along the lines of, of taking time for yourself. Yeah, I did it last year, and the, some people thought I was kind of crazy. I don't know. You know, just oh, you're going to go up there by yourself. And I, I still want to do trips with friends. I still like to go, go out with friends. But once in a while, just to be by yourself, and I hike through Tequamanon Falls and shit like that. Good. It's uh, fun, man, for sure. No, it's get fun. Away, it's... Like I said, get away from the fucking phone. I'm addicted to my phone, so. But you know what? The, what do I preach, bro? Self-awareness. Self-awareness, <laughs> Self and you know that. So as long as you do that, right, and you take some time, right? So totally. dude, you're... You're so far ahead of the rest of some of these ass clowns <laughs> in this fucking life, eat. So don't you just keep sometimes being, you keep being you, bro. No, I get I it, but hey, I know I appreciate that. No, right, but bro. it's 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 great to know because you know what, and and some you never know what, and I love the fact that you share it because uh, people don't know you know where they people are always looking for something new. It's always I, yeah. facilitating. I try I you know like I'm lucky obviously I work on you know I do the Detroit cast out of here. I help you out sometimes. Yeah. So I, I'm lucky that I'm you know quote unquote you know have a level of following that you know that enjoys it. But but I really share it for what you kind of just said. I think that uh some people don't think maybe they could, would enjoy going out by themselves for a few days and or going up north. We all know up north it's there, a, but here's the, here's the thing that which I implore everybody to try and do right. It's do you right, and then and then you know what e when you post pictures of Tony, I'm gonna like them. <laughs> I know when you post pictures of drinking somewhere. I probably won't even see that. I'll like right. it if it's you having fun. I know, what but you're what saying. I'm saying is that. That's me. Yeah. But other people look for whatever. So if you yeah. do you to the best of your ability, that's all people ever want from you, kids. Totally. So keep doing it. So do you have any... All right, hey, what's up with your boss? Is, he, is he ever going to uh, do a show again? Or is we're going to be back here on Monday. Uh, he, I, hey, who okayed that trip for that long? Did T-Roy nah, just nah. say, you got to get the fuck out of here, bro? I don't know, man. Not me. But No, I know you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean... I mean, he's Mike, so he can do whatever... I guess he can do whatever he wants. Is that what it is? Yeah, sure. I mean, the week, I'm glad we took the week off, like, for one. I mean, dude, we needed a week off. Absolutely. So I was glad we did that. This week's getting a little antsy for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I like to talk into microphones and shit, so. Absolutely. That's so, why, uh, hey, that's why I got to give you a little bit nugget here on Grind Time with Darren <laughs> Exactly. I got to get a little bit of an out. <laughs> appreciate what you're doing. Do you have any, any concerts or anything coming up you're going to? No, you know what? This summer, I'm just, oh, you start going to concerts? Yeah, is, any Fuck. shows uh, no, um, you're thinking of? Man. Any comedy? You know, I'm ta I take the summer off from comedy just because uh, it's it's um, it's just kind of a drag in the summer. You it know, it, there's it's you're in empty bars and it's even worse than even in the fall. And I, I reset from shit, man. Just because I, I I don't do it. You know, to make a living doing comedy, I mostly do it for fun and mostly to practice. Just trying to be entertaining and, and for this show, it's almost like going to practice for my job in reality. So again, look at the self awareness. <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah. self aware, dude. I. I <clears throat> Behind these glasses right now, there might be a tear. <laughs> That's all right, Mike. Stay out there as long as you want. Right. Uh, we'll make sure he just gets some air time. Hey, um, and in case anybody... Uh, what do you got going on Sunday night? Um, Sunday. Yeah, anything Sunday night? You're going to be up north Saturday. You're going to be back Sunday? Yeah, no, I'll be back. Um, okay. No, I was going to... Oh, no, I had to mention, Perry. So I posted a picture of me and uh, those two little rats, uh, Dolce, who's mine, 
Uh, the princess, the, oh, God, five pounds of, I mean, God, <laughs> she's awful. But her, And her brother, Royce. So I posted a picture of those two because those are my pals. Um, and everybody else who sent me in their photos, I'm still going through them. We're going to do something on one of these episodes um, about furry friends and, and, you know, different kinds of cats, dogs, whatever. Um, I got something I'm doing with it. I appreciate every one of you sending it in. I'm still going through them, but we're going to do something. I don't, I don't know when, but, uh, you know, a lot of you got some really, really cute, uh, pets out there. And a couple of you got some ugly motherfuckers, <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you they still love you anyway. So, uh, that's all right. So Timmy, we're, uh, that's why you get pets, man. If you're ugly, you get pets because they'll love you. They don't care. Unlike some humans. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you know what? That's easiest. That's a hey, big tone. Hey. Self awareness so, hey, again. Wait, wait. So Tony, if you know Tony, Tony's there. Easiest his cat, right? Okay. No, Tony's actually his. Um, I guess personality way outweighs him, <laughs> right? But but he does show him that love. But he's it's it's so true. But Easiest, you got to give yourself a little bit more credit. Oh, than I wasn't that. talking about me. I don't think I'm ugly. I'm just saying. For, okay, there you go. All right, as long as long as we're good on that, I don't need you bashing yourself. You're talking about yeah, it's like period and stuff, right? No, I mean you know I'm just saying we can admit that there are ugly people in the planet, and I think that those are the people that pets are for. <laughs> But what about <laughs> people like yourself who aren't ugly that have pets? I don't know. Are I'm a weird pet. Pets still for oh, pets well, are for ugly people and weirdos. I'm bad with yeah. I'm a weirdo. I'm not a, ugly. No, absolutely. I'm not hot, but I'm not ugly. But I'm a weirdo, so that's yes. why I have a cat. You're a not hot, not ugly weirdo. Right. Yes, and you're ours, Jesus. And I and and Bam Bam and I and the rest of the. What up, fam? Uh, Grind type family. Thanks you for your service. Oh, I have no problem. It was a pleasure. Yep. As always. All right, so Timmy, eleven o'clock. We uh, brekkie tomorrow. We have, uh, have lunch and then uh, tea off. Sounds good. I look for. I look forward to it. Dearborn Country. That's old school. I love that period. That's a great place. You know, I love yeah. old school. Absolutely. Shot shaping. All right, Billy. Well, uh, so anybody out there, uh, you know, if they. Uh, so Billy just said that. Pretty much, he's picked up the guitar again, which is pretty much he's willing to hear if anybody. Has any ideas for Grinder to come back out? That's what Billy said. That's what I got out of the whole conversation. After there. Wednesday, can send it to. You. Yeah, after yeah, after Wednesday, can send you it say to you. Say there's a chance. <laughs> so next Wednesday, we got a lot of things. Uh, Dylan Playfair from Letter Kenny, your homework uh, out there. Grind time with Darren McCarty is check out Letter Kenny. Uh, my favorite is the coach in the garbage can scenario. If you can find that one uh, in the dressing room, that one is hilarious. We're going to be touching on that, and uh, we will have an in-studio guest. It'll either be in hockey, baseball, or football. I can guarantee you that. Um, but anything else, Perry? We nope. got We got everything in there? Yeah. Yeah, we did good tonight. We got everything in, gentlemen. Uh, Thanks, Mike. I appreciate uh, you coming in, Timbo. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. No, at any time, bro. Uh, thanks for telling all my secrets and uh, to all you guys. Uh, I'll send. I'll send Flambo back. No, I know. That's for next time. All right, guys. So for another Wednesday night here with your host Darren McCarty. Remember, remember, this is so important. No matter how many times you fall down, you have to, you must get back up. That's grind time. We're out.